Good morning, everyone watching live on BAM YouTube. Let me know in the comments where you are tuning in from. The hot sheet covers what you need to know about the real estate industry in a 24-hour time period. On today's hot sheet, I will discuss the Case-Shiller Home Price Index, a new update there, weekly mortgage applications, and what consumers look for in an agent, a full breakdown. Today is Wednesday, March 29, 2023. I am Byron Lazine, and the hot sheet starts now. Okay, welcome to the hot sheet. Let me know if you're new to the hot sheet or if you're returning in the comments. Love for you to hit the thumbs up. Best way to support the show right now. And also consider sharing it with someone who wants a 24-hour look back on the housing market. Uh, we've got this Case Shiller update, which we're going to jump into right now. Then a quick weekly mortgage application update for the week. And then I'm going to go deep on this NAR survey. So if you're an agent or if you work with a lot of agents... This full breakdown, if you come in contact with agents, work with agents or an agent, this full breakdown is something you do not want to miss. Uh, probably hit the share button right now and share it to somebody who fits that category, whether they're an attorney, an inspector, an agent on your team, a friend that's an agent who you want to see succeed. You don't want to miss this. Let's start with what Case Schiller reported on Tuesday, Case-Shiller National Home Price Index fell for the seventh straight month in January. Since peaking in June, U.S. home prices have fallen 3% on a seasonally adjusted basis. And without that seasonal adjustment, home prices have fallen 5%. Okay, so that's since June. Now we're going till the end of January on this measurement. So we're talking about seven months. Okay. Two years, we increased over 40%. So if we were going to lose that whole 40% here as the market shifts, we should be in double digits, but we're not. We're only down 5% and seasonally adjusted. It's only 3%. Okay. Uh, we'll see what happens with this spring. We may get some of that back. Let me know if you think we're going to get uh, some of the home price loss that we see saw in quarter three and quarter four back as we move through this spring. What are you seeing on your market? Uh, Lance Lambert from Fortune writes, on one hand, that 3% drop in single family house prices marks the singest biggest home price correction of the post-World War II era. On the other hand, this correction remains mild compared to the 26% peak to trough drop notched between 2007 and 2012. The argument there would be that we might not have seen the end, right? It's, it's likely we haven't seen the end. One could certainly say that. Uh, I'll ask you, what do you think we've seen the end on these home prices that are falling? The reason national home prices have fallen a bit boils down to the fact that housing affordability, or better put, the lack of affordability, big topic here, has reached levels not seen since the housing bubble. That's the result of mortgage rates spiking from 3 to 6% after the U.S. home prices ran up to 41% during the panty. Okay, so uh, down below, we've got all of the charts for you, as always. My apologies there. Uh, so you can get one link where you can get all these sources to all these articles. Let me actually get out of that. It'll be easier this way. 
There we go. You can get one link where you get all of these charts and all of our sources in the daily download below. Make sure you do that. If you sign up once, you get everything every single day. This is that 2007 to 2012 time frame where we lost 26%. Now, we, if you missed the hot sheet a few, I don't know if it was, it was I guess, last week or, or it was within the last week or so where we went through the last four decades. Okay, the last four decades, homeowners, people who own single family homes, the lowest decade they saw was a 30% increase in the 90s. Even during this time frame of you know, 2000 to 2010, they were up 48% here. Uh, and then 2010 to uh, 2020, another 40 something percent, even with these big losses here between decades okay again though that was a 26 total uh peak to trough drop that we just mentioned so for, falling for the first time since 2012 but we're only down three percent on seasonally adjusted and five percent without the seasonal adjustment i think there's a case to be made in many markets as we go through the spring certainly many median price ranges where we're not going to see home prices drop Okay, and so this is important for somebody who's waiting for that deal and has been convinced since 2020 that waiting for a deal is the right thing to do. That particular person, unfortunately, got bad advice, missed out on three, two and a half percent mortgage interest rates when they could have had a much more affordable home. And now they're still waiting for something that is likely not to happen. In this table here, you see a monthly shift in U.S. home prices and, and you do see uh, here are the seven months, and you see all that blue. And this is the value of being a homeowner, right? You can ride big, significant waves like this one at the top, and then this real meaty one that we just went through, where month over month, you're getting appreciation on your home, and you have a fixed savings account, essentially, when you have these mortgages. Uh, so another good table to show the history of holding single family homes for the long term, right? The average buyer, depending on which market you're in, the average homeowner rather, is going to stay in their home anywhere from seven to 11 years. Uh, that trend nationally is closer to the, the 11 year mark. It might be different in your market. Uh, if you're in a military market, something like that could be a little bit different, but that's the average across the board. Um, so uh, where do we head from here? It's hard to say. Firms like Zillow and CoreLogic think the home price correction will soon fizzle out. Uh, we've covered that. Meanwhile, firms like Fannie Mae and Moody's, which we've also covered, think we're headed around uh, for a 10% peak to trough decline. So uh, we, we'd have to see another 5%, maybe another six more months of home price declines. Okay, Through December, seasonal adjusted home prices have fallen 3%. Um, while uh, through from June 22, while finishing up 22, up 3.8%. Okay. Uh, Case Schiller says home, uh, US home prices, uh, it's referring to the national aggregate on a regional level. This is going to vary. And we've, uh, we've talked about that a whole bunch where, you know, in the comments, let me know what your market looks like. How much is, is your market varying off of this, you know, uh, this number here that we're looking at nationally. Okay. Nationally, we also have, uh, our weekly mortgage application 
survey and mortgage applications did increase in the last week. So good news there. According to Mortgage Banker Association, mortgage applications increased 2.9% from one week earlier. Uh, Again, according to MBA's weekly survey for the week ending in March 24, 2023, this was just released this morning. Uh, The market composite index, a measurement of mortgage loan application volume, increased to 2.9% seasonally adjusted from one week earlier. On an unadjusted basis, the index increased 3% compared with the previous week. The refinance index increased 5% from the previous week, 61% lower than one week one year in the same week from last year, okay? One year ago. The seasonally adjusted purchase index increased 2% from one week earlier. The unadjusted purchase index increased 2% compared with the previous week, 35% lower than the same week one year ago. So we've seen that number in recent weeks start to uh, you know, tick down. We were up as high as 43% off of last year. Just a just seemingly uh, three or four weeks ago, forty three percent on you know what I would call mortgage demand, mortgage application demand, and now we're at thirty five percent. Okay, so still well off from where we were last year on mortgage applications, but getting better as we move into April uh, and the meat of the spring market application activity increased as mortgage rates declined for the third straight week. The 30-year fixed uh, rate declined to 6.45, the lowest level in over a month. Joel Kahn, MBA's vice president and deputy chief economist. We know every time it ticks down, which hasn't been the story this week, unfortunately, we get these applications to increase. If we get anywhere close to 6%, we'll likely see applications soar and, and we'll see an increase in demand. Refinance activity also picked up last week, added con, but remains 61% below last year's pace. Most homeowners have rates significantly lower than the current levels, leaving only a small pool of borrowers with an incentive to refinance. You've got to either really need the money right now for the refi, or you're making some other investment where you're getting a bigger spread than your new interest rate. It doesn't make much sense. Uh, other than those two reasons to go and refinance a single family home if you're at one of those near 3% rates. I put this into the daily download yesterday. I think it's an interesting chart um, for the mortgage mortgage market. I didn't cover it yesterday, so I just want to mention it today. I'm going to put it back in the daily download today. Mortgage credit availability index. Okay, so for all those 2008 uh, troll bots out there, I don't even know if these are real people at the, at this time that are online saying, here we go, 2008 again. L- look at the credit availability. Look at how much more mortgage money was in the system. This is staggering, okay? We haven't seen anything like that since 2008. We, we actually saw more money in the in mortgage credit availability from 2013 to 2020 than we did even the last two or three years. And obviously now we're back at basically the low point in the last 20 years with what's going on with banks. It's very difficult to get a mortgage right now. 
This is not something that any anybody can do. You know, it, they're not giving mortgages away and they're going to get even tighter. So there's not a mortgage crisis coming. The banks have other issues for sure, but it's not the residential single family mortgages they're holding. Uh, either tomorrow or Friday, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit more about CRE and those loans, but it's not the single family homes. It's not the homeowner who's in trouble when it comes down to their mortgage. Uh, now, let's switch over to uh, a survey that is rather meaty. And, and this is the one, if you're an agent or you work with agents, you definitely want to send this to your clients or, or send this to your friends. You want you want to consume this. You want to share this one up. Um, I would absolutely get the, the nowbam.com article that's in our in our link down below where we send you all the sources, I'd grab this. This is like probably a hundred pieces of content. When, when you absorb this data and you, and you make it make sense for your market, there is a lot here. Uh, you can use this in email subject lines. You can use this for better ways to position yourself on a listing uh, or talking to buyers as well. The NAR generational reports uh, report for 2023 reveals what consumers of all generational groups look for in an agent when they're ready to buy or sell. Okay. Let me know, throw out uh, what you believe in the comments right now before we get to it is the number one reason consumers hire an agent. What's the, what's the, the number one motivator for consumers when hiring an agent? Love, love to see some of your comments down below the trends in the here on here on the live chat the trends in the report also highlight what buyers and sellers of different generations value in their previous experiences with agents okay so this report's been around annual report since 2013 it's a monster of a report uh the the insights that we're focusing on here include what home buyers and sellers of each generational group look for and value in real estate agents Okay, consumer trends by age group for 2023. So uh, let's just look at, you know, the age groups of these consumers, and then we're going to get into what they're looking for. And let me know again in the comments what you think consumers, what, what your experience is in what consumers are looking for in, a, in an agent. All right, so uh, let's get here to age of home buyers. And actually, I will switch this to here. Here we go. Age of home buyers, Gen Zers, 19 to 23 years old. The median age in the group is 18. That makes up 4% of home buyers. So I don't know. Uh, you know, everybody that's like putting all their eggs in the TikTok basket, there you go. That's 4% of home buyers, Gen Zers. Not to say that there's not other age groups on TikTok. Younger Gen Y and millennials. Um, so ages 24 to 32. Okay. So they're they're breaking up. They're breaking up this Gen Y. I don't know how you can have older Gen Y. What is Gen Y? What the heck is Gen Y? I always look look at most of these age groups as millennials. Um, I don't know. Let's look up what Gen Y is. This this is this is weird now. To me, Gen Y. 
millennials, also known as Gen Y. Okay, so I guess Gen Y is another name for millennials. Just call it millennials. Everybody knows what millennials is. All right, so millennials, they're breaking millennials up into two categories. Millennials age 24 to 32 years old is 12%, and then millennials 33 to 42 is 16%. And you know what? Actually, I do like that they broke it up into two groups. I take that back because the 40-year-old millennial is way different than the 24-year-old millennial, the way they the way they think about the world, that's for sure. All right, so that's uh, 28% for millennials. So, okay, you could you could basically say one out of four, over one out of four buyers right now are millennials. Okay, huge, huge, uh, huge group to pay attention to. Gen Xers, 24%. That's 43 to 57 years old. Younger boomers, okay, they're 23%, 58 to 67 Older boomers are 16%. People think boomers are just going to kind of like roll over here and, and give up. Not going to happen. Median age group on the younger boomers, 63. Older boomers is 71. For buyers, for people buying in the game, looking out there and, and shopping right now, 39% of buyers are boomers. The biggest buyer demographic right now in the U.S., uh, I, I don't know. I've been pass I've been on this one for a while. Uh, silent generation at four percent. I've been on this one for a while. Where you know, majority of the marketing should go towards the boomers. They're sit they're actually homeowners too, so they've got hint inventory, right? Uh, age of home sellers. Okay, so sellers. Three percent are median age of eighteen. Six percent median age of thirty. Twelve uh, percent median age of thirty eight. Twenty percent have a median age of fifty one. And then 30% have a median age of 63 and 22% have a median age of 71. So there's the boomers again, 52, making up 52% of all sellers. Okay. 7% have a median age of 80 in that silent generation uh, group. What, what an awful name too, silent generation. I feel bad for those folks. Just, just, uh, just a brutal name. Okay. Here, let's, let's uh, continue now. So now we know, okay, boomers make up. The majority of home sellers, over 50%, one out of two sellers is a boomer right now. And, and then they also make up the largest buyer pool. Okay. So if I'm putting all my eggs in one generational basket, it's definitely baby boomers. It's nothing else. If I got to pick one, it, it's it's the boomers. Okay. Uh, here are a few biggest takeaways. Uh, the boomers are this largest generational, uh, largest group of home buyers. Millennials were the uh, largest group of buyers, but no longer are after their share dropped from 43% in 2021 to now 28% in 2022. A whole bunch of them bought homes and then a whole bunch of them are still on the sidelines and the rate increase has not helped. Boomers also remain uh, the largest group of sellers that we mentioned. That's up from 42% in 2021. So more boomers are not only selling, but they're more they're more likely to be a buyer on the other side. Okay, younger millennials are the most educated. I guess that's how you you know depends on how you look at the state of education right now in America. With eighty percent holding at least an associate's degree, way to go! Followed by older millennials, Gen Z rising to four percent of buyers. So Gen Z is on the come up. Uh, Doctor Jessica Lotz. NAR, Deputy Chief Economist and Vice President of Research 
Whoa. Baby boomers have the upper hand in the home buying market. The majority of them are repeat buyers who have housing equity to propel them into their dream home, be it at a place to enjoy retirement or a home near friends and family. They are living healthier and longer and making housing trends later in life. Okay, there you go. Uh, now let's let's look at what buyers want from agents. What do they actually want? Uh, this one is fascinating. Across the board, buyers overall rank the following as the top five for enlisting the help of an agent, okay? They want them to help find the right home to purchase. So despite the fact that everything is online, they can see all the properties, one out of two buyers do want the agent to help find the home, all right? This is what being an insider is about. Do you have uh, some information about things that are coming onto the market? Uh, you know, do you have information as soon as it hits coming soon where you're going to see it before the agent or off market inventory or are you doing the work as their agent to find opportunities that might not exist right i gave a, a an analogy yesterday to my agents where i was talking about lamar jackson uh, nfl quarterback for the baltimore ravens right now you know he's demanded a trade and this was March 2nd and nothing's happened. It's the end of March. This guy's a former MVP. He is, you know, one of the best players in the league, one of the most marketable players in the league. And nobody wants to touch him because he's representing himself. He doesn't have an agent who can go out there and articulate his case in, in a professional manner, who can, you know, find opportunities that may not be sitting in front of him. That's the job of an agent to go find the opportunities. And that's what buyers want. One out of two of them want help in that process. 13% uh, want to help negotiations. So it's finding the home and negotiating are making up 62% of what buyer buyers want. If you add price negotiations, so terms uh, was negotiation. Now price negotiations, 11%, we're talking 73%. So about 75% of what they want just comes down to finding the home and um, helping with the negotiations. Only 10% of buyers see value in, in help with the paperwork. I've been saying this forever. If you think your value is getting a, a purchase contract signed, you are really putting yourself out of business. These purchase contracts will be uploaded to Zillow in no time, and buyers are going to have access to the contract themselves. These are fillable contracts. You didn't write them as an agent, uh, and and there's little value in helping somebody fill them out. There is value in positioning, and that's where number two and three come in. Positioning the contract, the negotiations, how we're going to present it, uh, but actually learning how to fill out boxes. Uh, only 10% want help in that. Uh, help find and arrange financing, 6%. Okay, so uh, that number lower than than I would have imagined in this time frame. okay? Um, millennials, both younger and older groups, so all of millennials were most likely to want their agents help, though, with the ne necessary paperwork. So more millennials than, um, than other groups uh, wanted their agents help with the necessary paperwork paperwork. Okay. I still think it's a smart idea to get on 
uh, to Zoom or in person with your buyers. Certainly, and millennials make up more first-time home buyers than boomers, where they haven't gone through the paperwork. Especially a first-time home buyer, you want to make sure that they understand what is going on. Okay, uh, what do buyers want most from their agents? Okay, fifteen percent of buyers aged uh, forty-three to fifty-seven wanted help finding and arranging the the paperwork compared to two percent of buyers aged thirty three to forty two and six percent uh, for seventy seven and ninety seven fifty eight percent of buyers aged sixty eight to seventy six want to find the right home to purchase okay so boomers six out of ten want to find that right home to purchase that we referenced in the overall numbers uh, compared to forty one percent of buyers forty three to fifty seven and and of course forty nine percent overall. 14% of buyers aged 24 to 32 wanted wanted that help with the paperwork compared to 6% of buyers aged 68 to 76. So, you know, the boomers, they've been through the paperwork. Um, they, they know it's a board form because they've done it a few times and they're like, you know, these forms are a joke. So uh, only 6% of them really want help with it. Uh, what benefits did agents provide to buyers during the home purchase process. Okay. So this is consumers now saying, here are the benefits that I'm getting. Uh, so from an agent, I'm listening closely because this is what they're experiencing. Okay. Not what we're experiencing on our side. 81% of buyers, 24 to 32 said their agent helped under, helped them understand the process compared to 44% of buyers, 43 to 57. And 68 to 76 50, uh, was uh, 44%, but 53% overall. Okay, so more millennials are saying their agent helped understand the process than other age groups. 66 of buyers in that millennial group said their agent pointed out unnoticed features and faults compared to just 52% overall. 52, uh, 50% of millennials say their agent helped negotiate a better Sales contracts. So only I'm I'm gonna flip this now. Only one out of two millennials said their agent actually helped negotiate better terms. Only 37% of overall buyers. So it drops down to 29% when you look at the boomer category when they say their agent was actually a help in negotiations, area for improvement, area for agents to articulate how they can help with negotiations. And it's something that we know they're very passionate about looking at the numbers above. 27% of buyers uh, age say their agent provided a better list of mortgage lenders. Uh, Twelve. So listen, people are down on the list of mortgage lenders being provided. Only 18% overall. So they provided a better list than what they could have come up with on their own. And then 38% of these millennial buyers say their agent helped them negotiate a better price. So terms before only 30% say better price. That's going to be tough the last couple of years. I think everybody's going to be down on uh, price negotiations. Uh, how many agents were contacted before choosing one? Okay. 25% um, of buyers interviewed two. Okay. 17% overall. Mark says when buying last year, Mark just bought a uh, new... Uh, I've had this conversation with Mark, retirement home. We went to the, to the uh, one agent who told us her service of learning uh, and wanted to find the home for him, wanted to help in the process of actually going out there and being a hunter for the buyer, not somebody who's receiving the homes from the buyer, the agent who's 
delivering the homes to the buyer. Very important. Uh, and it's something that a lot of buyers lack skills in. Prior, we were flying down with, um, to the market once a month and driving around using agents and mobile apps and scouring listing alerts. But they found having a quarterback, having an agent who's willing to go out there and find opportunities for their home purchase was a better experience and helped close the deal, helped close the dream for Mark and his wife, right? That's very important. And it's going to be real important. We get into, we get into a significant change after October's, you know, looming lawsuit in the way buyer agents are paid and buyer agents don't do this stuff that we're talking about in this report. That's when we talk about the Nick Bailey line, the order taker, the door opener, and, and there's going to be a very reduced fee for that uh, as opposed to the one that is out there and quarterbacking the process and hunting for opportunities. Um, this agent found the home. It wasn't even listed. Bought it without dealing with a bidding war. So bringing extreme value to that buyer experience, right? Um, th these are going to become more important. Again, I I'd be grabbing this entire study uh, and we've got it on nowbam.com. I'd be internalizing it. Of course, all of the uh, the slides, if you're signed up to the daily download, you'll get the links for the articles, but you also get all of these slides that I thought were, were really important. Okay. So uh, these most important factors when choosing an agent experience you know, to, per Mark's comments, that's an experienced agent. You can get experience one of two ways. You can be in the game a long time, or you can pour significant hours into your craft up front by not being a bedroom agent, meaning, you know, your home office bedroom, but by being out in the community and knowing everything about it. It's that Malcolm Gladwell outliers book, that 10,000 hours experience. How do you get how do you get 10,000 hours in your community in the, in the quickest way possible? So agent experience, all buyers, agent honesty and trustworthy reputation of an, of an agent. Those are the top three for all buyers, 18, 17, and 16%. I'll zoom in if, if you're uh, looking at this 18 and 17, 16%. To me, that all falls into that trust category, right? So we're talking over over 50% coming down to really trust. I mean, reputation, experience. It's how you, it's how you build trust, okay? 11% of all buyers say they have a caring uh, personality and a good listener. Okay, uh, you know, these are that's an important trait. But if their experience, honesty, trustworthy, and reputation, uh, you know, are greater than, you know, their personality, People are going to tend to go with that because uh, they they feel like it's not it doesn't mean don't be caring right if you if you've got the whole package even better I'm I'm just saying uh, the more honest the more trustworthy of an agent you are whether you have a great personality or not if you got a great reputation if you're trustworthy and you've got the experience to back it up uh, you're you're going to be able to add uh, an extreme amount of value and and it's really important to to what buyers want right now. Uh, agent is a friend or a family member. Okay, so one out of ten buyers value that. Probably, be, probably just because uh, they don't want an awkward Thanksgiving dinner, right? Agent's knowledge of the neighborhood. One out of ten buyers want that. I'm surprised that's not higher, right? It's it's 
It's how Mark won, uh, won his deal. Agent is timely with responses. I'm, I'm surprised that's not a little higher. Agent seems 100% accessible because of the use of technology. Uh, agent's association with a particular firm. All right, here we go. This is a good one. Okay, so for, for everyone that thinks they're winning deals because of their firm, 2% of agents, so 2 out of a hundred, 2% uh, of buyers, 2 out of 100 buyers care what firm you're at. I would imagine that number might be a little higher for sellers. Literally from 33 years old to 42 years old, nobody cares. They just don't care. Okay. It's, it's about what you're going to bring to the table on these three things up here, the professional designations held by the agent. Okay. So this is a NAR study yet. NAR look at this professional designations held by the agent. Nobody gives a rats. Nobody cares, but yet NAR keeps pumping them out. <laughs> this is a NAR study. I'm surprised they didn't inflate those numbers just for their own ego. These professional designations that agents are buying with all the letters down at the bottom of their email. Oh my gosh. That, you know, NARS, NAR and others are making money off of that crap and nobody cares. That's hilarious. What sellers most want from real estate agents by level of service provided by the agent. They want help on pricing. Okay. It's why we talk about the housing market and the economy so much on this show. If if 20 if one out of four sellers really want to know about a competitive price, we better be able to speak about the economy when it comes up on a macro level. We better be able to art articulate uh, you know, what mortgage rates do and how they impact prices and what the 30-year fixed follows. We certainly better be able to bring that all the way back from the headlines that they're seeing to their local market. One out of four sellers is the most important thing to them is helping price the home competitively. Nobody wants to go on the house with the, or have the house go on the market rather with the anxiety of how long is it going to be on? Did I pick the right price? What's the reaction from the market? They do this once out of seven to 10 years, a lot of times longer than that. They don't want to have that anxiety. They want to pick the right price more, more often than not. One out of four sellers feel that way. Help a seller market home to potential buyers. How many eyeballs are you going to get? Let's pick the right price and let's get a significant amount of eyeballs. That's half of what sellers want right there. Okay. Uh, help sell the home within a specific time frame, 13%. Help find a buyer for the home. Okay. 13%. You could kind of group that into to the marketing, right? Those go hand in hand. Help the seller find ways to fix up the home and sell it for more. One out of 10 sellers feel that way. Help with the paperwork, the inspections, preparing for settlement. Only 7% are concerned there. I mean, listing paperwork is really the biggest joke out there, right? It's like, if a, if a seller really wants out of uh, listing their home with you, there's ways they can do that. Help with negotiation and dealing with the buyers. And then look at this. Interesting. Help create and post videos to provide tour of the home. 1% of sellers care about 
posting video tours of the home. All right. So, I mean, if you can articulate how your videos actually do this, help find buyers for the home um, and help with the marketing, they're going to care. But just generally putting a video together that gets 13 views, they don't care. They just don't care about that. And, and maybe it's because it's not the way they're searching for homes. Let me know in the comments. Do you, do you, off of your experience, do you see that more buyers search for homes based on the videos or based on photos and floor plans? Let me know. Videos or photos? Videos or photos? What's more important to buyers? Uh, let, let me know in the comments. Most important factor in choosing a real estate agent to sell the home. Okay, to get the listing, earn the listing. Reputation of the agent, 36%. Honest and trustworthy, 18%. Okay, so over 50% on that trust bucket that I mentioned on the other side. Now, higher for a friend or family member when listing a home, we're at 15%. So we're at one and a half out of 10. And I always say that, right? You can't expect to get every listing in your market because... If their brother is an agent, you know, brother Jed, he might just get the listing no matter what because they don't want that un uncomfortable situation. It's part of the game, okay? Agent's knowledge of the neighborhood, 14%. Uh, professional designations, again, nobody cares about your designations. Stop wasting money on it. Or stop promoting it. Yeah, use it for the education if you if you find value in some of those classes. But certainly don't market it because it's falling on deaf ears. You know, if you if you think that's building your brand out there, you're actually confusing people. You're speaking another language to them when you put those designations out there. They don't know what you're talking about. It's that realtor talk that nobody uh, understands except for us. And I promise you, you're not getting referrals for the designation. All right. So general trends uh, that we want to look at and just, just some quick highlights. There's a lot more in this study. Uh, and I know we go we went a lot longer here on this hot sheet. Let me know if you are not a fan of the long hot sheet. If you want me to try to actually shorten these. Uh, but this study is so in-depth. I thought it was important. I really think this study is important because ju just taking these trends you could use these in ways uh, to get attention on an email subject to your um, to your database. Photos draw in the people. Videos put more eyeballs on the agent to get you future business. Videos will get longer exposure, though, for sure. Uh, and so, listen, look at Tim Smith, Newport Beach, California, probably the best listing videos in the entire country. He gets listings off of it. So it's a great branding tool for him. In my area, it depends on the price range. Normally because of the land, the majority uh, thinks that pictures are most more, more important when we're just debating pictures and video. Okay, so here are the general trends. Uh, years before moving have gone up. Okay, so I, I was saying 7 to 11. It's an average of 15, up from 12 years in 2021. Man, it, it is just getting, every time I see that number, it's getting bigger. Okay, there you go. It might be it might be less in your market. People are moving further away. Okay, so uh, especially in the older generations, makes sense. You see a big migration 
uh, to the southeast for boomers. 86% of buyers worked with a real estate agent in 22. 86% of buyers worked with an agent in 2022. It was highest for younger boomers, 90%, and Gen X, 88%. Okay. Uh, I, I wouldn't take that as always the way it's going to be. Remember, we have October looming for, for buyer agents. 88% said they view home purchases at a good as a good financial investment. Uh, better than or as good as investments as stocks. Interesting. 26% of all home buyers in 2022, first time home buyers, down from 34% in 2021. And based on the data that we went through before, where boomers are now the largest buyer uh, demo for 2023, we may see that number drop under 26%. 78% of home buyers relied on financing for their home purchase. Uh, so, all right, when, when we're thinking about how, how do we use this as a way to add value to our database? 70, you know, here, here might be a, a subject line that you use in an email. 78% of home buyers are doing this, dot, dot, dot. Okay, engaging, clicky for me to get that open rate up and see what's inside. What are 78%? I'm a home buyer right now. What are 78% of them doing? What's the majority of people doing? Oh, they're financing. Okay, and, and then give some value on, um, on what's going on with, with the financing world. Younger buyers still depend on savings for their down payment. 22% of younger millennials made their down payment at least partially with loans or monetary gifts. Here's an email subject line, right? Um, uh, number one way to come up with the down payment you don't have, right? It's a little long for a subject line, but work with it, right? Jerry Seinfeld it. Jerry Seinfeld said a good day of work was taking an eight word sentence and reducing it to a five uh, word sentence. So reduce that one from eight words to, to five. Uh, all right. So most common expenses buyers cut to save for a home purchase were luxury, non-essential items and entertainment. The ones that actually wanted to buy a home. There's a lot more data in there. So I'd encourage you jumping into that. I'm going to do a quick refresh on our site right now uh, because I was waiting for a 10 o'clock 10 o'clock uh, report, which we're going to cover in more detail tomorrow. Here it is. Month over month contract signings increased in three U.S. regions, but declined in the West. This just came out five minutes ago from NAR Research. Pending home sales decreased in all four re regions compared to one year ago. We're going to cover this in detail tomorrow. Um. This is February U.S. and regional pending sales just released minutes ago. So you see February um, in the dark blue, if you're seeing this on your screen, uh, for 2023, light blue for 2022, down in all four regions as well as the country. We're going to go a lot deeper on that because there's more ways to look at that data. But th those are the pending sales data. I think... Um, Jerome Powell will like that. He'll, he'll like to see that number. He's been talking about this weakening of the housing market that he created. So that'll be good data for him as he considers his next move with the FOMC. Let's take a look at what the 10 year is doing because the 30 year will certainly 
be impacted by that today. It's up again, just like yesterday, up a tick. This is kind of what happens every time we get down to that three, four, three, three range on the 10 year, it just slowly starts to tick back up. Seems like we're in that tick up phase here this week. It's a weird thing to say, tick up. Okay, 30-year fix yesterday went up again to 6.6. We may uh, have a little bit of an increase again today. The end of the last week uh, was was much better than what we're trending here in this week where we were 6.45 to 6.38 the last three days. Now we're 6.54 and 6.6 to start the week. If you want to start your week off uh, mastering your marketing, grab this ebook down below. We'll link it down below. Mastering the green screen. In this ebook, we will dive into how to use green screen mode with confidence so you can create amazing videos and captivate your audience. So if you're looking to build your brand, get more attention out there and use green screen like some of the charts that we have here on the hot sheet in the daily download below, uh, you want to know how to actually effectively use green screen and get these organic views that are going wild right now on green screen, make sure you grab the ebook down below. BAM has by far the most and best ebooks in all of real estate. So grab those and check them out down below. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Sorry this one was so long. Uh, I'd love your feedback, by the way. Uh, I know the live chat will go away here from the live stream, but if you're watching the replay, let me know in the comments if you would rather me stick to 20 to 24 minutes or less or uh, or the longer live stream like today, or just depending on the news, uh, have the variable in there, whether it goes long or short. Love to know your feedback and looking forward to seeing you back here tomorrow, 9.30 a.m. Eastern, 6.30 Pacific time. Until then, toodaloo.